This week on the Push All Those podcast, we talk about life and the common mistakes of top 10 things. How's Jojo, Dan? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Up All Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on? How is Jojo? Yeah. Oh, you mean new coach Jojo? New coach! Cheers. New coach Jojo. <laughs> yeah, Jojo's good. We were in uh, we were in London last week, actually. We did our, me and Mike went in to do a vlog with Mr. Luke Johnson at the Personal Trainer Collective, um, which was a very good. Um, and yeah, we met up with Joe in London. What, what company is that? I've not, not heard of it. PT Collective. Yeah. Never heard of it? No. The PT Collective basically train personal trainers, Tom. Do they? Right, yeah. No, we'll they, see. They train personal trainers to be good personal trainers. They're going to train them to be better soon. I think they will be soon. Uh, <laughs> that's what I have heard. More on that at a later date, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait for that episode because I, I get to rub it in Tom's face. So. <laughs> um, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, guys. It's all down to me. But um, anyway... Jojo, yeah, good. To be fair, like it's one of those where with um with everything we're doing, it it's it's not like you know she started on and then on day one it was like we had loads and loads of shit planned, loads and loads of stuff to do. It's more a case of it's just slowly integrating her into into everything and slowly getting her to start using the branding soon and, and all that sort of stuff. Like it's it's not nothing changes really hugely day to day. It's more just getting up to speed and and I suppose going over expectations of what's required and obviously thinking about. She Business, can, brand stuff, branding stuff, all that sort of crap. You can join my support group. Yeah. So I have to kind of cope with you. Have to cope um, with with Mike. It's not, it's not me she needs to worry about. It's mine. Yeah, it's true. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's just um, obviously there'll be a bit of a transition to things and um, and and how we do things. Like I think um, on camera and stuff, she's very similar to us. So it's just the dynamics, not really anything to worry about. Um, yeah, it's all good. We've got lots of stuff planned this year, so it'll be good. She's getting involved in our, her clients obviously also involved in our photo shoots over the summer and stuff, so be interesting to see when she starts coming out of shell a bit more of those sorts of events and things. It'll be all good. Um, but yeah, no. She's a lovely girl, so it's fun. That mean we have to have her on? Pardon? Do we have to have her on? Oh, to be Do fair, we... yeah, we could have her on, to be fair, actually. I can't kind of yeah. thought about that. If you want to talk to Tom, you I mean, we haven't, we, haven't, we haven't bothered having a guest for a while. To be fair. <laughs> no, people just love us, mate, don't they? they love us. Um, we yeah, should, no, we probably should have some more guests, shouldn't we? But we've just been, uh, I don't know. We touched, we've spoken to everybody we found interesting in the industry. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it? Um, it's like just people we've had on, to be fair. And it's not like there's anyone grown out of thin air, is there? That's, that's no. Yeah. I'll just get randoms, people on the street, be fine. Might as well, mate. That's how we started. That's how we started this one. <laughs> no, but I think Mike will be annoyed. It took him about four years to get on. Might take <laughs> yeah. out like four weeks. Let's get Joe on two weeks in a row. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll love that. He will love that. Um, in other news, I have just got back into listening to podcasts. How weird is that? <laughs> I've had my own one for this long. Not this one. Not this one. Definitely not this one. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> dreadful decision um no i i think it was one that's called the diary of a ceo or something it's kind of by a guy called stephen bartlett i listened to one and i listened to it for about 20 minutes 
And the guest he had on and what they were talking about, I went and bought the guest's book within 10 minutes of listening to it. Wow. It's just like, wow, I'm that easily persuaded now. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, (laughs) But no, no, because he was talking about some really interesting concepts. Um, I've been spending a lot of time, I think, trying to, I suppose, take some time out and and just kind of figure out shit, I suppose. Um, Like more like reading and learning more and trying to be better in general. Anyway, that's another podcast for another time, I think. But I've started getting into reading more, and I really want to focus on on not wasting time. Like, I hate <clears throat> wasting time, and I find myself at the moment with a bit more free time, and I'm kind of like, right, I need to do something with that. So for that, I've turned to kind of like reading, which is weird. Um, I used to read before, but not to the, not with the motivation that I'm reading now. Anyway, um, so I went online, and I saw that this guy's book has been widely reviewed and and it's um very highly thought of um but it's basically called in i've not got it yet it's in from amazon it's in the post it's called indistractable it's basically the, the like the process of becoming someone who doesn't get distracted by things and i it, i read it off the back of reading another book um called get now no start now get perfect later and it's this whole concept around that everyone waits until a perfect time to do something and they just procrastinate and it kind of reading the book i was reading it going oh my fucking god this is like me every single fucking day this is what i do all the time um and it basically goes over the reasonings why we leave stuff to the last minute why we yeah we wait until the the latest point before a deadline to do something why we you know when we got to do lists why we go for the fucking easy thing to do every single time first and leave the hardest thing to the end like all this sort of stuff and again the same with the indistractable thing it's quite interesting because it's all like it's human nature like none of us are immune to it it's just how you deal with it and i found myself since starting to read that book like picking up on me doing it and going fucking stop doing that like do you know like little things like just how easily you are distracted by everything like with phones and notifications and all that sort of shit um but yeah so there you go i was listening to a podcast um in the car because i I was like rather than listen to music i was like i'll be smart make the most of my time and within 10 minutes i had been persuaded to buy a book because the guy was very intelligent and he obviously knew what he was talking about but yeah, there you uh, go. Is, is, was there a fra- there's a phrase that you were just kind of talking about. There's a phrase that resonates with me, um, kind of been this year as well, especially this more course like content creation and all this kind of stuff. And and you always kind of panic whether it's good enough. And but there was I don't know who said it to me. I think probably just a colleague, more likely, probably Henry or Josh. And he's like, done is better than perfect. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of that kind of mentality. I like that mentality. It's and, like, uh, yeah, it's like you're lot. probably gonna, especially with the stuff we do. Like we deliver, I'll deliver the same workshop six to ten times, but mm. getting it done once, the chances are the next two, three, four, five times is then then it becomes a little bit more oh, perfect. Like right, we can yeah. fucking we can. I mean, we can draw parallels from the gym, right? Just start, yeah. just start. <laughs> you know, you'll be fine. But, I think but at least the session hurt. done. Yeah, and it's it's so true. And I remember I read a, a post um, from Mike Samuels, who is the guy who used to be in fitness and is now in copywriting. Yeah, and he wrote a post, and it was about the guy, the film uh, Catch Me If You Can was based on. You know the um, the guy, who, yeah, a con man basically. Yes. Um, and he basically conned his way as a sociology professor. And he basically spent, I think it was a year or something, being a sociology professor. And when they caught him, they asked him how he managed to do that, because obviously he's not a professor and he's not got a PhD. And he literally said, I just had to read the chapter 
before I told it to the class. Like, it just had to be a chapter ahead of everyone else. <laughs> and it's like so true. Like, you don't need to know a million times more than people. You just need to know more than them. And it's like understanding that knowing a little bit more is enough. Like, when we talk about, you know, calories and things like that, it's like all we need to know to a certain degree is like the basic stuff. And like, people try and learn all the advanced shit and go, oh, I'm not good enough to put out content yet. It's like, no, you know more than everyone else. Like, just do it. And um, yeah, I'm trying to um take a bit of time to to use my time and not consume shit and actually consume useful stuff so that when i'm in a position where i'm ready to action it i can um because yeah we talked about i don't know if we talked about some of the person before but hopefully i'm buying a house in the summer so it's kind of like with with a tom room with a tom room yeah (laughs) like everything's a bit on hold until that in terms of like my headspace my like everything like loads of stuff i've got loads of stuff planned for when i move house uh, and it kind of like funny reading the books because they're kind of like they're saying obviously like don't use that as a fucking excuse just get on with shit or whatever and i could do but i know in my head i would want to wait until then because it would be loads better blah, blah blah all that sort of stuff but in the meantime i'm consuming a lot of stuff so that when that happens and i'm in a better headspace um it would just be a case of doing shit um i think we as a as a nation as a nation that sounds really bad i don't think it was a nation <laughs> true but i think we just as a as a as a race i think we just consume too much crap and not enough good stuff and i found myself taking time out and being like oh it's okay to just like sit on my phone and it's okay to just watch t- tv and it's okay to just relax and take some time out and i realized i was just wasting time that i could have been spent walking the dog listening to a podcast or reading a book that would be a better way of of consuming stuff rather than all the other shit that's all over social media yeah um, but then um you're missing out on catfish yeah exactly exactly that i mean new, new season's been out I, is it? yeah i need to binge watch it a little bit this week maybe i should so, time watching that starting chloe's strangely interested in it now um refused to watch it. it was like this is garbage this is awful but if you put it on and then you follow the storyline for like thing. Laura, 10, 15 minutes Laura, and you'll be like oh but i want to see you at the end no no we've got to go out now no no no, no, no. why can't we stay and just find out who it is it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because yeah, the same thing happened in our house laura's watching botched yeah but which is yeah, the, which the program it. where obviously people go in people go into these two plastic surgeons and they've had some really awful plastic surgery they look awful they feel awful and these guys basically fix them almost like tattoo yeah. fixes but only like plastic surgery and um and i walked in i was like what the fuck are you watching this is this is awful this is shit and then the other day i was just sat in there and i was like no you don't put botch on it's like such easy to watch trashy tv but then like some of the people on it are so stupid oh they're so ridiculous like why you why do you want bigger uh, why do you want a bigger ass why like it's huge like what is this all about and the the people come in obviously they're not well like mentally i don't think (laughs) i talk more and more but um there was there was one girl we were watching as well because i think after you guys posted about it we're like i was like i've watched it because i what of course you have like uh, yeah I've, i've watched this kind of crap tv it's something that both me myself and one of my sisters we like i th- it sounds weird but i feel like we we read a lot and we read a lot of research and all this kind of i guess what some people always go highbrow crap at the start during our jobs and then it's just like it's just tv just to like just 
Oh well, yeah, no, like I think to is, completely switch up. It is really realize to have that. Yeah, percent. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's and and, and yeah. To, to be fair, like what I was talking about, like from from my point of view, like obviously I've had like hours during the day where I'm like freer than you than like, you would be or, or other people would be and stuff. And I'm not saying like at nine o'clock at night I'm worrying about consuming shit. I'm like, no, that's the time to do it. <laughs> that's that's cool. That's fine. Watching botched or whatever is, on, is, on, is but there, there was like there was one. One person had double breast implants, um, but like stacked upon each other. Yeah, yeah. So like, we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's madness. Then nice. one wanted essentially breast implants on top of their head because they like apparently girls like some girls they make like a ramp with their hair, so it's like a pillow bit, so it goes over, but it's normally like a little cushion they put in. And this, this, I think she was she was going through gender. Switching, whatever. What's it called? Um, no, I don't want, yeah. I don't want to get into my argument. <laughs> she was going from male to female and um, transitioning. Thank you. And uh, yeah, was need had set a budget. All right, was had already spent two hundred grand oh. on, uh, on stuff, but had set a budget of only a million. She had a million, a million over a lifetime to spend on plastic surgery, and already spent two hundred grand. And That's then mental. And then they were like trying to get snow smaller and smaller and smaller. And obviously these guys are meant to be legit good surgeons, I guess, but more safety conscious. And they ended, he ended up doing nothing to her. And it was like, that's dangerous. That's dangerous. I'm not doing that. <laughs> doing yeah, that's that. What, but that's why like, cause Laura was watching it. She kind of quite likes it. Cause they don't, they don't just let people do it. They're like, no, you don't need that. You're being stupid. Like that's ridiculous. They're actually like legit. They're you know? like fixers and they'll, they'll, they're mostly always making them better. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> After all, but it's really, um i we just finished Luther as well which is awesome never watched it oh do mate if you like serial killers and crazy stuff it's good yeah i don't mind i don't mind that so much um uh, we've kind of binged it over probably i don't know two three weeks ish pretty good enjoyed it don't really understand why the uh the the episodes like six in the first season then four then four then two then four really odd um but yeah Weird. Yeah, but yeah, the other thing I wanted to um, on that as well is that I think people consume far too much. Obviously, with social media stuff, we talk about it um, all the time. That's what we kind of do for our jobs and stuff like that. But I can't help but think people consume far too much shit on social media, like just in general, like spending. I mean, your feed is unreal. Ridiculous, isn't it? It is bad. (laughs) But yeah, the other thing I found myself doing is just like I got the news feed blocker on Facebook. So like on my computer now, if I click on Facebook, nothing comes up. Like it just blocks it. So you get your notifications, but you don't get like the news feed bit in the middle. Um, things like that. It's just it's just not. Um, I don't know. I just think there, there are certain things like on Instagram. I follow basketball a lot. I follow obviously other people in the industry, um, but I find myself engaging in in, in stuff less and less and less. Um, I just don't think it's a great place to spend students' time. What with the recent flipping news as well obviously um yeah i just don't think people should be consuming huge amounts of it like i don't that's what i mean when i say consuming things like read a book like you're going to get far more out of reading a book than you are from scrolling on instagram like legit just i just think people our generation i think uh, where we're at right now it, it seems to be an issue that people spend more time on instagram than they do um you know speaking to their friends and families and 
like in person or on the phone or whatever. I don't know. Like I'm not, I'm not fucking perfect. I'm not sitting and suggesting like, <laughs> no? you know, yeah, but it's, but I think if, if nothing else, it should be a wake up call that people need to realize that, you know, other people's opinions don't really matter hugely. Um, anyway, this is getting real fucking anyway, deep real quick. Yeah, I know. Let's, 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 let's go to something slightly more positive because, um, again, with these, uh, these shoes, um, Josh, Joshua chipped a gay, chipped a guy. Did you see him running the 5K at the weekend? Oh, these are Nike shoes that they've said are okay, but obviously they're not because people keep breaking records in them. Yeah, yeah. So he smashed the uh, world five-kilometer record. Guess guess what he ran? He ran a 5K in. I think I saw it, so I don't know. So bearing in mind, like, a decent 5K time for most adults is, I guess, between 20 and 25 minutes, right? Did he do it in 13 minutes and two seconds? No. He did it in 12 minutes and 51 seconds. Oh my god! <laughs> he he went basically like Did he per, fly around per mile. I think he's running like four 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 minutes seven something like that per mile. And he's he's done like a Roger Bannister like four minute mile three That's times. Scene. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Like is he's ridiculous. just absolutely smashing around. But it broke like the uh, other one by twenty seven seconds. That's a long way, isn't it? Yeah, because of the because sh- of the shoes. <sighs> Don't know. I'm sure he's good as well, but sure he's pretty. Yeah, he's like the the ten thousand meter world champion, so he's pretty good. Um, but still, <sighs> one k split. So he was running like one kilometers in two thirty one. Quick. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. Bunkers. I couldn't do thirteen thirty. I couldn't. I couldn't do flipping two kilometers in that time. Three kilometers. <laughs> Probably do two, maybe not three. Yeah, I'd struggle. Yeah, I'd really. Well, you've, you've got. You've got to flipping do it, mate. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> All four years. Absolutely but yeah, those are the vapor flies. Um, but yeah, little Tom Colville, um, one of my coaches, and uh, Cara. Uh, uh, told me to listen to Science and Sport podcast. He did a, a like a review of the vapor flies. So yeah. um, we might have a bit, I'll, I'll go away and listen to that and have a little review of them. But what I think about it, um, we did have a little like gander, didn't we, before? But that was all kind of hearsay and like uh, evening standard news and stuff. But bonkers. But there's there's also I read some stuff on there's some British athletes. Um, there's there's so Laura something can some other girl running in Glasgow around. They're just smashing PBs and records now. They've got some new Nike uh, like technology on their spikes, but they're also like custom. Or that no, what they what's the they're like custom right? So they're what's the like cars that don't get released? Oh, I do, mate. Never had yeah. one. <laughs> Basically, they're not going to come out to the public. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they'll be just there. But they're they're there for uh, some athletes, and they're just seeing how they uh, how they run in them, and they're absolutely smashing PBs. So they don't. But I think there'll be well will be new rules that you cannot run in in shoes that are not available for the public to buy. Um, is the idea? I think it's a bit weird, personally. But yeah, that is ridiculous, actually. <laughs> I think they're like professional athletes, but I'm pretty yeah, sure that's. I'm that's sure. That, I'm sure that all, all, be, all Nike would do would be go. Oh, okay, they are available to the public. It's five thousand pound a pair. <laughs> no one, no one's going to buy them, are they? Ridiculous. 
yeah, it's really, really odd. But yeah, was it Nike? It's all about Nike. They've just got too much money. Nike shoes. I also saw um, on Sky Sports earlier there was a woman, Laura Kenny. I think she's a famous cyclist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, um, she fell off. Head. Yeah, she fell off her bike, fucked her shoulder up, and the, the doctor was like, "Yeah, you got, you've got to have surgery on that. It's, it's completely broken. Um, you know, season's over, kind of thing." And she was like, "No, nah, man, got Tokyo Games in 2020, so I'll just leave it and carry on." Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> like you know, when people compare themselves to the athletes. You're like, yeah, that's just a different mindset altogether. Like they're not, they don't care. Like they've worked all their life for this Olympics. She was like, oh, I don't need my shoulder for cycling. Nah, who cares? She's let rested it two weeks, got back on the bike again. I was like, oh my god, ridiculous. Yeah, there we go. The um, uh, Britain's Gemma Riki. Um, so she's just like shot up wearing her pro- prototype is uh, what I was looking for. So they're like prototype shoes. And she's broken three indoor records in the last month. Um, <laughs> they were addressing questions about her improvement in her spikes. And she was just like, no, nah, no, nah, just pushing my body to the limit. Technically, um, technically, I think if you're doing something like Olympics or athletics, everyone should have to wear the same equipment, technically. Yeah, I guess so. Because this is the whole argument with the F1, right? But, this, the, but the then thing, that's, that's the argument. The that thing could with, be argument with tennis. It could be yeah, argument with golf. The, the, with the, thing, the thing with F1, though, is that it is also a car manufacturer's thing. It's not just about the driver. It is also to do with the manufacturer winning. Yeah. They win the thing. Um, and I agree with you. I agree. Like, Obviously, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that it should be done. I'm saying that would be the way to stop it. It's just go, right, everyone uses the same stuff. Um, yeah. Because it doesn't make... Because it's like the whole thing, isn't it? Like when you see amateur golfers with, the, with all the best... You clubs, communist, the, the, socialist the, man. Oh, Jeez. no. That, you know, <laughs> that's definitely not me. Um, but like, but imagine if you... Like, you just want the state to own all the railways. Yeah, all, <laughs> get it all back. Jeez, all right. Gee. Tell you what, mate. Tell Such you a Labour voter over here. After, fucking, after going through the process of trying to fucking buy a house, I'm definitely not all about taxes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because... The good equipment argument, like you say, with, with other people, with amateurs and stuff, it, may, it makes no fucking difference. It makes no difference. But at that top level, it does make a difference. Yeah. Clearly, like, is it like breaking records? Different yeah, she's smashing like, records. She's yeah. been nowhere. Nobody's ever heard of her. <laughs> the golf, the golf um, committees have, have got together, haven't they, and said that they need to stop making well, that's golf the, I, I 100% agree with this. Because this is, it, it does a... I play a lot of golf, and I'm probably on the the higher end. I can hit a ball quite a long way, and all right, gee. But it that, that doesn't mean it's in the right direction, my friend. Um, yeah, that's true. Wrong hole you're going for. Wrong hole, yeah, yeah. It goes a long way, but it can go even further into the wrong direction. So yeah, yeah catch twenty two. Um, but yeah, you can tend to like overpower courses as well. So it's. Especially at that level, like at the pro level, I think it's awful because the whole point is doing being good and shot making and skill, um, and that's just like, all right, well, I've got six hundred yard par four. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Well, how does that even exist? And some you got to smash it three fifty to four hundred yards even to be anywhere near anything. So yeah, I, I agree. I think they should put a cap on that uh, on how far stuff could should be able to fly. Boring. Um, huh? Boring. <laughs> Yeah, but also you've got to think of like... You're, too, you're too good, no, no, so... No, because then the golf courses are getting bigger and the costs have to go up. And then because, because of the golf course, so all the greens and all the, the fairways and everything, so that it takes up more land, which is bad for the environment, I guess. Oh, don't... Like, you're, 
Mate, come on, don't try that. <laughs> Golfers right, don't so care about we'll that. Talk, we'll talk about actual real things. All right, I've written down our most educational thing that we're going to talk about is common mistakes of um, one, two, three, four, five. Well, I can't even count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten things. Well done, Tom. Good, good counting, mate. Ten. Yes. All right. Um, basically, I need to plug in because I'm realizing I'm, I'm running a low on battery then. Um, so you're going you're gonna to scout your way through this first one and I'm going to come back to you. Um, <laughs> so in terms of squatting, what are the most common mistakes that you see? Even people in the gym, what annoys you? I, I just, let's put it that that phrase is probably a little bit better for you to digest. What annoys you about people squatting? <laughs> yeah, Tom knows if he says uh, annoys, I'll be going off, going off for fucking hours. Yeah, exactly. I'll be there. <laughs> I've got to go actually back into Central London to go get my charger. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's going to be on point number one. Um, yeah, squatting. Like, squatting. Like, I posted about this before on instagram about different variations of squatting that are probably better for the majority of people to do and my biggest bugbear with squatting is the is the fact that everyone seems to want to jump to do barbell squatting and it's quite an advanced movement and quite an advanced exercise and what people do with barbell back squatting is that they start putting weight on the bar and what happens is that they their range then gets smaller and smaller and they don't realize that the fact that the problem with their range is now just that the weight's too heavy. They, they, they say to themselves, oh, yeah, if I drop the weight, I could go lower. And I'm like, yeah, so, so drop the weight then because it's not about how much you can half rep. It's about getting down to the, the full range. Um, and I hate it when people say I to me, like, those posts, um, they'll be like Facebook stuff, yeah. Like, oh, just definitely to just going to grind it back to work on my form after setting this RM. What? No, that doesn't matter. Well, it wasn't one of and it's that whole thing of, yeah, I just, it frustrates me. And people go, oh, yeah, well, you know, without the weight on, I could go full range. Okay, so you're not strong enough to use the bar then. Like, just keep doing that. Um, that frustrates me a hell of a lot. But the bit that you missed, Tom, when you are away was, I said that people jump straight to barber back squatting and they don't. It was genius. I bet it was genius when I was away. I have to listen to the podcast tonight. And they don't appreciate, <laughs> they don't appreciate the variations that are far easier to get full range on like bulgarian split squats for example um like normal split squats like goblet squats they just jump straight to doing the barber work and, it, and it's just frustrating because majority of the time like it's that thing of people saying oh yeah i can i can do barber back squats with 50 60 kilos and you look at the range you look at the formula like, mm, no you can't you give them a 40 kilo um dumbbell to hold and do a goblet squat they can't even they can't do anything with it and like okay don't have so much weight on your back on a barber back squat because you can't do this one yet and People think that it's um, it's like a it's like a badge of honor to barbell back squat. Like, oh yeah, I have to go and squat in the squat rack with a barbell. It's like, no, you don't. You don't have to do that. It's really not an amazing thing that you can't get that sort of progress doing other things. So, it's definitely people who make that mistake of jamming the weight on and then pretending like, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's fine, it's fine. I'll just work on my form, like you just said. It's like, no, work, do, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> Ridiculous um people yeah just trying to go too heavy with it and also with that people go so heavy on the barbell because the barbell's held on your back and you have so much room for error with that they think that they can lift a lot heavier than they can and then you get to bulgarian split squat they hold 15 kilos and they can't do a fucking thing with them you're like yeah because you were just grinding it out using your upper body and your back and all sorts of crap when you're doing a barbell back squat 
when you actually load your legs properly, they're not actually very strong, mate. Like, get them stronger. Um, it's like when you see Ben Bruno doing those ridiculous, like, 120-kilo Bulgarian squats, and you're like, fuck, that's strong. Like, that's far more impressive than a 200-kilo back squat to me. Um, but, yeah. What about you, Tom? What annoys you? What, in a squat? Are we moving in? Moving squat. on? Oh, you can, we can do it. What We can do alternate, if you want, mate. Yeah, I've, I've with an alternate. I mean, I mean, they, they annoy me anyway, but most... <laughs> Same answers for me and you anyway. Pretty <laughs> I mean, barbell squat. Yeah, barbell back squat's annoying anyway. I was goblet. I was landmine goblet squatting today. Oh, yeah, so. that's one thing I actually am looking forward to doing in the garage gym if we get one. What <laughs> landmine goblet squatting? Get, oh, you, oh, I'm gonna send you some links to some. That's the like the. I'm gonna get like the Viking handles. The Viking those. handles and the flip thing, yeah. the neutral like cleans. Oh, sick. Don't yeah. worry about it, mate. Yeah, I'm I'm getting all kicked out. I was like. And the Bruno grip, yeah, like, because you've got girl little hands. Um, try and get that <laughs> yeah but you need to send me links to that and can't wait too much girth um, yeah I, I, I'd concur but like poor range squatting when, you, when you've got the range available to you then use it man there's, there's people that actually don't have that range mechanically and they'd love to be able to squat to death but yeah just chuck a goblet go almost you, also for those goblet squats and all the stuff you just said you don't actually need a rack and guess what in the gym there's probably only so many racks that you can use Whereas there's, you just need some floor space and a dumbbell to go goblet squat. Just throw around some tempos, get it fucking heavy. If you could, if you're goblet squatting forty kilos, then bueno, mate, that's pretty good. What like, did you? I said that's pretty good. I thought that's what you said. Just yeah. <laughs> All right, hinge would be that. So squat next pattern, hinge. Um, these are these are bilateral patterns. If anybody wants to know, what does that mean, Dan? Two. Two. Well done. Good. So I'm, like, I'm not. I'm quite. I was quite dark because I was. You could tell when I, my battery was running low that I turned bad, on my bright. When it, bad when it was dark. No, I, I, I turned on well, so. um, <laughs> with the with the hinge thing. What are you talking about? This. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just going to go for it anyway. Just push. <laughs> you, go. you go first, Tom. I'll see if you see if you get the right answer. With a hinge. Um, I guess we can we can go straight into rounded back stuff, which is quite easily. Um, and not realizing that the hinge obviously does happen in a squat pattern. But the hinge pattern is just solely what's happening at your hips and having a little soft knee. You, there's there's a lot of this. I, I don't know if this comes from the classic uh, kind of bodybuilding realms of um, stiff leg deadlifts seem to be like, oh, yeah, oh, stiff leg deadlift. Sweet, mate. All right. It's pretty much no difference between that and an RDL. Um, don't know why you do that. It's a lot harder. <laughs> it's a lot more tragic. So I'll just do an RDL. Absolutely fine. Um, with the hinge movement, I... Mm, yeah, going a slightly too low would be an issue for me um, and putting your back under a little bit of too much scrutiny, um, not realising where the end bit is. That, that will tend to be for females. They would see, feel like that they have to go through this ginormous range, which isn't their hinge. But it could, it could be. Um, they have to put themselves on a little platform. Um, also, I think this is more the deadlifting, I guess. Yeah, resetting. So resetting the bar would be a big one for me. I don't mind uh, sometimes people bouncing um, if that's being cued in and it wants like you're trying to make that happen if you're going for a few reps. But generally speaking, no go. Deadlift, like put it down, reset, mm. hinge, pick it up, reset, hinge, pick it up, and expect that in a hinge pattern, really want you to feel your hamstrings as much as possible. Um, mm. Yeah. 
I think with the hinge, the most common thing that I see is people try and bend over rather than pushing their hips back. They yeah. like they like try and touch the floor. And like imagine if you were standing up, they're trying to almost like bend over a fence and touch the floor than they are trying to push their hips backwards and just keep their back nice and straight. And I think people forget that the hips can move backwards in that movement. They just try and keep them perfectly still and then bend over. And it's like, no, you, you like, the best thing to do is get soft knees and then push your hips backwards, like push your posterior back. Um, that's a cue that I don't think a lot of people use, I think um, would help a lot of people um, with, their, with their form. Yeah. Also realizing that once you have, so the, the, we do an interesting thing at third space where we don't say deadlift sometimes to new, to new clients. We mm. say, hip, we say hip hinge because of the negative connotation of deadlift. Chances are somebody would have gone to a gym and hurt their lower back, uh, probably just caused a little bit of muscular damage um, to a, in a deadlift pattern, which they've associated as pain, which is just sensitivity and DOMS. Um, but we would go, oh, we're gonna do a hip hinge movement. They're like, wow, we've never done one of these before. Yeah. Like, Ooh, sparkly new exercise. You're like, no, no, it's still, it's still a deadlift, but we just, we just use that language, use that coaching, a talent, right? Um, but yeah, it's a good way of just tricking people into doing it. Um, but yeah, that's that's an issue. Realizing that the lumbar spine does have a little bit of like flexion and extension. We don't particularly want it to do loads of it, but it does do it. And it's got muscle around it, so therefore will feel sore when it is trained. Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's what back extensions do, right? Mm. All that kind of stuff, or like rounded back extensions. Those are nice. And people will get really like arsy with you because you're in massive kind of lumbar flexion. The reason being, there's no way to go. <laughs> you can only lumbar extend if you're in as much lumbar flexion as possible at end range. You can't lumbar flex anymore. Because it's not loaded, it's not that. Yeah, crazy, 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 crazy. It's only going to be all butt. That's all it's going to be. Right, we got lunge pattern number three. So lunge pattern with an with an sticks kind of split squat, any kind of split stance, lungy pans. People but try and does move mean move, not static. Yeah, people try and like do it on a tightrope. They like try and get their feet in line. They like try and get their feet in line. Do you know what I mean? Like rather than Rather than like rather than one foot just go directly backwards and keep in a nice yeah, kind it's of a different cue, it's an inline lunge, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they kind of try and do an inline lunge and then wonder why their balance is off. Like, well, <laughs> Ooh. try lunging train tracks rather than on a tightrope. That's what we used to say. That's a great cue. Well done, that's literally one I use. Yeah. It's in Bulgarians though as well. Like even like, that's a static one. But even with that, rather than going one foot there and the other foot slightly off. They try and go one behind the other and it's like, no, don't do that. It's, it's hard. Really, really, really hard. <laughs> like try, if anything, make it a tiny bit wider. You get a wider base of support, you feel a bit more stable. And that's, yeah. that's your progression. That's too really crazy, mate. That's too crazy there, isn't compensatory it? Compensatory progression. Yeah, that's, that's mental. But yeah, lunge patterns. Yeah, I'd say. We, we, we beat this everywhere. Doing fucking forward lunges, like loaded, bouncing out of like... I've, since I've been into more accelerative and like running mechanics and stuff like that, I understand a little bit more the premise of a forward lunge pattern for deceleration and a lunge. Um, if we were going to say what a lunge is, it's a fall and a catch. You're not loaded. You're falling and you're catching yourself from hitting the floor. So that's what a lunge should look like falling, catching, not 
the kind of this kind of stepping split squat that most people do. Um, and you're like, you just done a split squat, but you've travelled. You've travelled whilst doing a split squat. Why have you done that? Um, thank you. You could have stayed in the same place and alternated, but fall and catch is what you're trying to do. That that bugs me. Um, but yeah, the uh, the forward lunge. So when you bounce back, good for deceleration, bad for knees. Um, don't like them loaded. Like them for some sporting backgrounds. Oh, kind of all sporting backgrounds. They've got change of direction. That's about it. That's the only place I'd use them. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Ooh, single leg hinge. Is this the same thing? Mm, most people get wrong. Oh, this this is this is like the single leg RDL stuff. Yeah. What what would most people get wrong here? What would be the biggest thing? Hundred hundred times over, this is the biggest thing that I would cue well do to someone who is just starting to single leg hinge, or even seasoned professionals like me and you. And I got one of your clients to do it yesterday. Go on then. I gave them a uh, another support handle. <laughs> yeah. Because. <laughs> Realised probably her goal isn't compensatory movement patterns and to be more balanced. It's probably look a little bit better and uh, feel her glute and her hamstring a bit better. So mm. yeah, gave her. I gave her an unstable uh, one. I gave her a little TRX, so it wasn't completely a wall. Uh, yeah. So she yeah, still had it move around a bit, but I like that because it just gets you to focus on what's meant to be working um and if that is if your goal is aesthetic um and it will definitely help with balance and all this kind of stuff because i'm gonna bet that even though me and dan probably were to like i don't know use i don't know a point of contact most of the time when we when we train we can definitely do it without as well um yeah without any problem just through recruitment and we know what pattern's being grooved and we're not training a compensatory pattern straight out the bat so it should not the like the I hate the I don't know the I'm getting older the uh, the term earn the right is like oh earn the right it's just a it's just an exercise it's fine you don't have to earn the right to do anything but uh, yeah <laughs> but yeah just go there groove that in then go through that one and then the second second biggest one for those like single leg RDL patterns is just the equipment if you've got a cable machine use that first then use a kettlebell use one don't try and use two. <laughs> It's going to be harder. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like a super load and super unbalancy. It's like, no, just use one and put it in the middle of you. What? Yeah, yeah, just do that. Crazy, isn't it? It's mental. And then on your back leg, I think flying it around everywhere. Just that biggest point is always make sure in the leg that's going backwards, <clears throat> I always make sure that your toe is pointing towards the floor or the other leg. If you can do that, it's yeah. sort of a hell of a lot of issues. Um, yeah, and you'll be like, oh my god, my adductors and my hamstrings, are good, good mate, big problem. Very good, because you get this whole, yeah, weird hip thing going on. You start opening yourself out like a book. Yeah, weird. I'd imagine that's probably an exercise. It is definitely an exercise for stability on uh, hip. Is it a form of external rotation, kind of backward forward. You're moving the top. Yeah, part. it's not really gonna do much, though, is it? Not gonna do much, but yeah, it does things. All right, mate. Um, let's go vertical push. Oh, massive uh, arch of the back, like huge. Like just turn it into an incline press. 
Right, that's number one. Usually, usually because people don't have mobility in their shoulder, so they just do that rather than, like I said, landmine presses and things like that. Um, that's a common one. I'd say so. Yeah. yeah. Um, one that I feel like I'm going to get digged from you, um, and it might be, it definitely does recruit slightly different muscles, um, but like dumbbell pressing or overhead pressing not to kind of full range um i would tend to go from like nearly a front rack position like on a landmine mm. all the way up so i'm from the i'm gonna more often than not either with a dumbbell or whatever a kettlebell or a landmine i'm gonna be almost far on clavicle so my collarbone when yeah. i'm pressing um there is a tendency in a bodybuilding community not to do that but it's for aesthetics i guess it just bugs me. I'd rather be a bit more full. Talk to me why you wouldn't. Give, give me give me the counter-argument, mate, because I know there is one. The counter-argument is the active range, isn't it, of the muscle group that you're using, or whatever you want to call it. Like, I, I'd be more inclined to go with you, though. Like, I don't think, for the majority of people, it's worth um, putting yourself in a position where that's going to be a problem. I just think, I think there's too much... Um, I don't know, risk on the fact that if you go out of whatever this kind of little pronated position is, so you're like, I don't know, your hand, your fist to the ceiling, right? And there's just, I don't know, 20 centimetres backwards or forwards, you're fucked, I yeah. feel. You're, you're going to bail out. You're not going to lift it. You're going to, what is... It's funny, though, because a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of bodybuilders as well, what they do is they actually press now from a high incline position for their yeah. delts for that reason that actually instead of coming to that neutral position they actually just take that out of the equation by bringing their shoulder forward a bit more and it's a, it's a similar safety mechanism i suppose is probably the best way of terming it um yeah it's just to make sure you don't fuck yourself up so that's why like that completely bolt up right shoulder press you know right out to the side is probably not the best thing to do um, <laughs> no. in fact i'm gonna film that tomorrow yeah. i've just written that down to film yeah <laughs> redo your own shoulder presses correct because <laughs> it's true it's like one of the, and that's even where like down to the single arm like just single arm standing it like yeah, yeah. instantly improves people's position because they realize they, they are arching too much they realize that standing up they fucking do move over that way um and yeah it's, shoulder pressing just fucks a lot of people up and it really doesn't need to it's really not that difficult um that's not that difficult and it's fine to do but yeah go from like a pick the incline that you like best and just use that one probably get your shoulder um yeah be fine all right so go from horizontal push um the most painful thing i see is people that just don't like have any sort of control of the eccentric they just drop it down and then push yeah i hate it with dumbbells barbells anything like horrible is is that worse than the the barbell going absolutely nowhere near their chest no yes for me yes it is, is it? Because, because they're the kind of people that would claim that they can do full range but actually are just bouncing out the bottom with their shoulder joint like i don't know <laughs> but, like, but then there's the guys that claim they could they could let's say people a nice number is 100 kilos they can claim they can bench 100 kilos, yet they're probably just unracking, re-racking. Yeah. This kind of shoulder movement. 
Uh, but I think tend that, to I bend think, their elbow. I a good good set of elbow bends, and then that's about most it. Most people who listen to this are not going to be in that camp. They're more <laughs> likely to be another one than that one. Yeah, more, maybe. Yeah, and they're, they're probably relying on that shoulder girdle to have some sort of stretch reflex to get out, right? And like people rely on their shoulders too much in that press. Like if you should concentrate in the mind muscle connection on your chest should be more than anything. Like a lot of people, I think, rely on their shoulders and triceps. Shoulder, they do. shoulder health is a big one as well okay bar straight barbell pressing should be for absolute strength and that's about it if you've got a football bar or a swiss bar or a neutral bar thing in your uh, gym go smash one of them for like pressing they may way better for shoulder health because it keeps your keeps your thing called your chromoclavicular joint in a nice place um and there's a lot of bursa there bursi bursi bursa bursas bursi i don't know i don't know what you call it <laughs> Little little pads of fat, basically, um, that usually get pissed off if you uh, if you rub them. You know who doesn't get pissed off when you rub them now? <laughs> wow. Moving, moving on. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's this the pronated grip is not great for. I don't like pronated grips as a as a thing. Just going to make a make thumbs up and then make a right angle on your thumbs. There's yeah. there's, there's your grip. Lovely. Point your thumbs together, not straight up. Right angle. That's what I like. Um, better than neutral as well, because I feel like tendency of neutral people just start, I don't know, being so tricepy, and it just yeah. carries over into their uh, into their push-ups. So I, I'm not a big fan of these weird tricep push-ups because you tend to lag when you push up as well. It's not a nice straight line. It's not as aesthetically pleasing as the the nice yeah. right angle one, like an arrow. If your arms look like an arrow from your torso, that's what I want. That's what I want. Your coach might want something else, but um, no, I'd say the same. I'm just saying somebody who you have is this yeah. list. They, oh, okay. they might have something else. Might have some more ideals. I don't know. They might have a reason. They have a rationale. Come at me. Um, we've got pulls, vertical. Let's go pull ups and and lap pull downs are the big ones. Oh, fucking range again, like. <laughs> Pull ups, right. pull ups is not enough, and then lap pull downs too much. Too much. <laughs> hips. I'm like, no, it doesn't go down there. I like the the swingers, swingy swingy lap pull downs. Those guys, they but it's half lap pull down, half horizontal row, or horizontal pull. Yeah. Really, it's like I know I'm not strong here, yeah, but I am strong through the horizontal plane. Yeah, I'm just uh, biceps pull it in. That's fine. Go lats in zoroid in the lat. Good, good. I'm glad you're recruiting that. Um, yeah, it's, that's a bit odd. You know what, what is good? Um, that we have uh, mag grips everywhere now. Yes. They are lovely, aren't they? They are, if, um, if you're in a gym with them, use them. Um, they are a lot more comfortable because they're not this strict bar thing. They tend to be at slightly different angles, which are what we said, like the like the thumbs together thing for your pressing. Exactly the same thing happens for your pulling. Um, it's a nice, it's called scapular plane motion, um, it's, and it's nice and comfortable. Doesn't piss off shoulders. Recruits the right amount of muscle, right? R- the right amount of muscle recruits the muscle. Um, yeah. If there's, a, if there's a right amount of muscle to recruit. All of it, surely. <laughs> as much as possible tendency. Uh, yeah. So you can lift the heaviest load. Oh, okay, cool. Um, very odd. But yeah, that's the uh, lap la pull downs. Yeah, weird things. People going straight. I don't understand the. I'm gonna go straight into the widest lap pull down I can do. Mentality. I hate the wide lap pull downs. Can't stand them. 
Yeah. I, just like, like, I think you quite like them because you quite like a wide row as well. Yeah, only because I can feel it. Feel, I feel it, it. I feel it all right in there. But um, yeah, I'd, 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 I genuinely think but, a lot but, of it is from watching people. I think this is the problem a lot of the time is like, this is my big bugbear with Instagram people posting their workouts on there. Like, what is someone supposed to do with that workout? What, do it once? What, do it like forever? Like, And, and it's all about that. We talk about this all the time about our continuums for exercises and movements. And it's like, you're watching someone on Instagram doing something that's the far end of that. They might feel wide lat pull downs. They can do... The other day I saw a fucking Gymshark workout. The guy was said the workout was four sets of 12 to 15 reps pull-ups to start. To start. <laughs> Mate, I don't know if you live in the real world or not, but that's quite hard, like, for most people. And... Yeah, they just they see these people doing it and think that's how they have to do it. And then when they can't, they just try and cheat their way to it. And I'm like, no, nah, just start with a close grip pull down, mate. It's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Like, really don't worry about it. Or better still, start with the single arm cable row. Like, don't go overhead just yet. Just keep it there. I mean, not to put that gym that gym shark program into scrutiny, but I mean, Mike Boyle's programs have like three sets of eights pull ups, but it also says underneath if pull ups are too hard, back down to TRX rows. Oh, I didn't say that. I'm there, mate. No. I did it not. Okay, cool. <laughs> interested uh horizontal pull same similar thing really it's, but a lot of the time with horizontal i think is people uh, pulling people up are, your arm, pull to your armpit and not your hip that's that people do that, yeah. to pull up towards their armpit to recruit their bicep as much and as also just allow a far too much far too much like movement in upper body just like ram just pulling any way they can so that's which, which is a time and a place but generally speaking with most pulls so any single arm pulls or whatever um we know is another category down here is anti-rotation so you probably don't want to rotate through your your thorax and your upper body you want to keep dead straight and you're probably gonna get a little bit more burn um yeah they should be anti-rotational exercises unless you approve them as a rotational exercise and that would probably be done by your coach. Uh, I wouldn't say that's general pop stuff because um, you need a reason to it. But yeah, I think it's, especially with rows, people would like going towards their armpit and getting as much bicep involved as much as possible when you probably know a little bit better. When I say row into, row into your hip, I want that dumbbell to just to brush your hip um, or put it in your pocket. Um, yeah, nice cue. All right, last two, mate. We have rotation and anti-rotation. Rotation is just flipping, using your whole body rather than actually your <laughs> torso. Like people just fucking throw themselves around. This, yeah, this is this is difficult because lots of stuff rotates. So I mm. think when we're saying rotation, we're thinking mainly thoracic rotation, right? Yeah, and the best way to do that is to keep your lower half stable. Put it in a stable, put it in a stable position where it can't really do much, can't really move, like half kneeling position, for example. Um, be far better people quit, you know do it standing up and you just see all sorts of stuff happening with their legs and it's just like no like, probably not doing what you should be doing but uh, there's, there's a there's a thing in the FMS isn't there there's segmentation of rolling isn't there there's a there's, that's a I don't know some sort of corrective where you learn to roll your upper body without the lower body moving and vice versa so the lower body rolls without the upper body moving and how that how your segmentation of, of rotation happens yeah there's a lot of shuns in that sentence. It was quite confusing. And then anti-rotation. Anti, anti, anti. I feel like with anti-rotation, there's not a huge amount that you can fuck up. Well, That's why you, it's quite a good exercise. You've got to go see Dean Somerset's post that you pointed out to me earlier. Mm. The uh, sagittal plane anti-rotation. Palaf press, yeah. Yeah. 
Not not Palaf Press because Mike Boyle refuses to call it Palaf. I know that's why we call it Palaf Press. <laughs> Um, or, or, or was it has been in uh, the presentation that was done on uh, on Friday to to us? And you know who you are if you listen. Um, the Palov Press with a V at the end. V is it Palov? Yeah. <laughs> Lots of interesting spellings and names I like in in presentations. I I do love all the presentations that are done to me in uh, first base for lots of the. Uh, the like hierarchy qualifications but there are some interesting spellings and names as exercises that have obviously been it's like chinese whispers yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like what is, is that right we should get a list of that actually the names that people have called stuff that's not quite correct um <laughs> overheard at the gym yeah um but anti-rotation yeah there's pad off presses any any single arm thing should be an anti-rotation like i said but you can't you can't do much wrong with pad off press don't rotate. Uh, <laughs> don't move much. Um, also, if, if, if there's a tendency for it to be too heavy, then they can't quite get their arms straight. It's like a tiny little move. Maybe rushing it a little bit, like just pushing yeah. it out and come back in straight away. But oh, there's the, there's the one where when <laughs> I'm sure uh, this may make your news feed. And we asked uh, John Palop about it because obviously the creator of the Palop Press. Um, but we asked him about the banded Palaf presses, but a banded with a little plate on it. So it's like a chaos Palaf press. So you punch it out really hard and then it kind of jerks around for a bit and then like you're meant to control that. Not seen it. Oh, if you're not, I'll show you it. But yeah, you kind of attach a band, you do a Palaf press with a band, put like a two and a half kilo plate on it. And when you press it out, it should shake around essentially because of the plate. And it's like a chaos Palaf press. Much like the chaos presses with like I don't know kettlebells hanging off shit and bamboo presses and stuff like that, other pointer stuff. Um, and then he was just like sent this through, and then people started banding shit and hanging off weights and crap. Does nothing. What's the point? Just do it correctly. Yeah, <laughs> he was so annoyed by it. And I know some trainers that definitely do it, um, but each their own. Anything looks good. If, if it looks good, they mate. You know, <laughs> if it looks gimmicky. I'm gonna do it. Um, yeah, that's right. But that's 10, 10 things, mate. That was the most educational 20, 25 minutes of our lives. Probably. <laughs> Interesting. We'll cap it there as well because we're reaching yeah. a 53 minutes. It's, it's late. late. Well. Oh, Do you know what I mean? Gone, gone half past nine. Crazy. Crazy. Um, so I've got no clients. So I don't know what you're doing. I have. So I'm all good. <laughs> I've got to do interviews tomorrow. So good luck, everybody. Have fun with that. If anybody listens to this show before, you know what you may be doing. Hmm. I'm interviewing in the afternoon as well, so there's a possibility of that happening. Um, interesting. Should right, I read out, the, no. read out the... No, 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 no don't. No. <laughs> That'll be fine. All right, uh, any other news, mate? No, not for me. No, not for me either. All right, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs>